Section 5 of the Treatises of Benvenuto Cellini on Goldsmithing and Sculpture by Benvenuto Cellini, translated by C. R. Ashby. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Treatise on Goldsmithing, Chapter 4, Jewellery. Now let us discuss jewellery, and of what pertains to precious stones. Of such there are four only, and those four are made by the four elements. The ruby is made by fire, the sapphire most obviously by the air, the emerald by the earth, and the diamond by water. In its due place I shall have something to say of the virtue of each, but what we have before us here is to talk about what pertains to the setting in pendants, bracelets, rings, tiaras, and crowns. We will leave diamonds till the last, because they are the most difficult of all stones to treat, and the reason of this is that, while of the other stones set in gold each one has its foil, of which more anon, the diamond of certain varieties has a tint, which has to be specially prepared at the back of the stone, according to the peculiarities of each, and in their place will I tell you the loveliest things about them we'll begin with rubies of which there are various sorts the first is the oriental ruby which is found in our side of the levant and near home this part of the levant indeed produces rarer and more beautiful jewels than any other lands these levant rubies have a mature colour they are deep and very fiery the rubies of the west on the other hand though still red lean towards peacock colour and are somewhat sharp and crude northern rubies are sharper and cruder still while those of the south are quite different from the others but so rare that they're very seldom to be met with so i'll mention one of their peculiarities only they have not the same grand colour as the levant ruby but verge somewhat upon that of the ballus footnote bellachio End footnote. and though this has not the beautiful suffused colour it is none the less fiery and so grand is it that they seem perpetually to scintillate by day and by night throw out a gleam akin to that of a glow-worm or other little creatures that shine in the dark true it is that these southern rubies do not always possess this wonderful quality but so delightful are they to the eye that your good jeweller easily tells them from the others the name carbuncle is however only applied to the very rare ones and those that shine in the dark as soon as we have considered from personal experience and from the experience of others what are the best ways of setting jewels we will talk of the qualities of the stones themselves but i have a thing or two to say in order not to scandalise a certain class of men who call themselves jewellers but may be better likened to hucksters or linen drapers pawnbrokers and grocers i have seen more than enough of wonderful samples in plenty of them in rome and there you may still see them to this day with a maximum of credit and a minimum of brains so what i say is out of respect to these dunderheads lest they should be shocked at my affirming that the real stones are of four sorts only and thus wag their arrogant tongues at me and cry 
how about the chrysoprase or the jackins how about the spinel how about the aquamarine nay more how about the garnet the vermeil the chrysolite the plasma the amethyst ain't these all stones and all different yes and why the devil won't you add pearls too among the jewels ain't they fish bones i really don't think it worth while to try and cope with veritable empty-headed ignoramuses but i will say that there are many very many like them and that your great princes are mainly to blame for encouraging them since they quite put themselves in the hands of such men and so not only do injury to themselves but undervalue men that walk in the right way and do excellent work but let us pass from this little digression and consider what is most beautiful and most rare in jewellery a digression merely entered into because i don't want ignorant men to jeer at me for having said nothing of the ballas and the topaz the ballas is a ruby with but little colour as if it were a kind of feminine form of the stone called in the west the ballas ruby but it is of the same hardness and so a gem of the nature of the ruby and differing from it only as to cost the like holds good with the topaz in its relationship to the sapphire it is of the same hardness as the sapphire and though of a different colour must be classified with the sapphire just as the ballas must be with the ruby what better classification do you want hasn't the air got its sun of these four sorts of stones the ruby the sapphire the emerald and the diamond you must know that the first is far the most costly a ruby for instance of five grains of wheat and of as fine a fire as you could wish would be worth about eight hundred golden scudi and an emerald of the same size and beauty would run to about four hundred similarly a diamond would be worth a hundred and no more while a sapphire would fetch about ten these few facts i thought might be worth having to all those many youths always springing up and eager to learn the beautiful art of the goldsmith to be sure they ought to begin learning as soon as they can toddle and use that greatest of all opportunities which is afforded by apprenticeship to some master of renown whether in rome in venice or in paris in all of them did i sojourn for a long while and in all of them did i see and handle many and invaluable pieces of jewellery end of section five